Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit session. My name is Danny Pomploon, and I am still your host. Welcome to episode 38. I keep going, huh? <laughs> uh, I love that I'm surprised every week that I, or every other week rather, that I still have a show going. <laughs> but whatever, it's cool. So on today's show, I have Naomi Gold on the show. Um, I got to meet Naomi uh, just about two years ago something like that maybe two years or something like that anyway she is a studio owner out in detroit she owns uh, detroit yoga lab she is a badass and more importantly she is honest as all holy hell on today we talk about um honesty and people living their honesty and why uh, we're afraid to do it and why it's a little bit comfortable to not be honest i had a really good time talking with her um, she's super engaging and uh, if you want to hear it straight from somebody it's definitely from her Hope you guys enjoy the show, and if you enjoy the show, please leave a review and share it to your friends, and uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to our friends over at SF Yoga Magazine. They are super supportive of everything that we do. Until then, enjoy the show. Naomi, how cold is it in Detroit right now? Oh, Danny, you know all we do is talk about the weather here. I was hoping for something different from California. <laughs> I'm like freezing my ass off. Right? It's like maybe 50. I don't know. It's never got this cold in San Francisco, but I'm freezing my ass off. You need to get a Snuggie. Uh, yeah. You know what? I probably should, huh, at this point? Yeah. I think they make them with pockets now. They have um, – have you seen the mermaid Snuggies? They're like mermaid tails that you like put your legs into? No, that sounds perfect for you. Oh, my God. On today's episode <laughs> – <laughs> today, all about snuggies today's episode diana D diana danny danny and naomi i just put our names together and called us diana whatever that means <laughs> we talk about sn end of show have a good day everybody bye goodbye thank you very much oh man we need to pull our shit together get it together okay it's cold here it's in the 30s but it's it's fine i can't i just am not built for it like I just, I'm not, I'm not either. My bones like don't do it anymore. Yeah. My joints just hurt. You know, I, I like my, everything hurts mainly my soul, but yeah. I like it through the holidays. I'll be honest. I'm one of those people. I love the holidays. I love the fires. I love all of the things you can do to be warm. And then like January 1st, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind that stuff. You're right. Yeah. If someone was to, like set me up by a fireplace, give me some hot cocoa, you know, a little like warm snuggy blanket, I'm down. Other than that, I I don't want any of it. Like I pro yeah. I protest winter. Yeah, I miss the sunshine. Naomi, um, so I don't know. I met you what two years ago now? Almost. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's about that time, huh? Yeah. I yeah. guess what February? It'll be like two years. Yeah. Jesus. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> a whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Well, you look like it. <laughs> Thanks. And that's what it's all about, right? I mean, you just have to look like it. <laughs> look tired. You'll look, the, <laughs> you'll look busy. <laughs> you get the leggings. You get the haircut. You, you got the phone that you're always on. You, you know, yeah. like you just look like it. Yeah. I'm uh, busy. Can't talk. Busy. Right? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God, yes. So we met like two years ago. Yeah. In training. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was in training. 
I was on the fence when I first met you. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know this girl. I don't know. And then I think I scared you a little bit. You did, which is what I liked about you. Um, and you know, it's actually what, actually what I really liked about you is you were no bullshit. And that's when I started asking you some questions, some pretty tough questions actually about like teaching and like what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. blah. And you were like, cool. So I'm not going to fluff any of this. Here you go. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of how I roll. I definitely, you know, I try to be mindful that I'm not overly blunt, but one of the things that I struggle with in everyday life is the fear that people have around honesty. Like people ask questions, but a lot of times they don't really want the honest answer. And it's sometimes challenging to be that person that always gives the honest answer. Why, why do you think that is though? Like, why are people so like, I don't know, quote unquote afraid or whatever it is. Why are they so hung up on it? Because it's uncomfortable. Fair. Yeah, I get that. I, you know, I think that there is sometimes when you're honest with people, they assume there's a judgment with it or a like dislike with it or more to it than just an honesty. And I think that people get so wrapped up in their perception of things and how it reflects on them and how, um, they turn or morph that story in their own heads, like myself included, right? I'm not excluded from this, mm-hmm. but it's really, sometimes they, they want to know, but they, when they do, they can't really just take things at face value. It turns into this whole kind of catastrophe of thinking. Why are you on this honesty kick right now? Like what, what inspired this or whatever? Have you always, I don't know. I mean, we all want to be honest. You know what I mean? I, I think that's, well, most of us anyway. Um, but like you've, it sounds like you've been on this like big kick of it in the last, I don't know how many months or whatever, but you've been really just like, I don't know. You t- even when we talk on the phone, this is something that you'd like been like t- talking about a lot. It's so it's, it's coming up for you. Yeah. A lot. Why? Um, it's not a kick. This is how I've been since I was very, very, very young. And it's a struggle for me because I really feel that I don't think that the world is full of like foolers and trickers and people who are trying to be dishonest. I just think it's something that's really challenging for people in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was like a little girl, I would go home to my mom, like in second grade, so upset that kids were talking about one another on the playground. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't understand how you could say something about somebody and not say it to their face. Like to me, that just felt like so hurtful. Yeah. And You know, I think that we just from a very young age start to share things about people with others because we're not comfortable saying it to them for, you know, reasons on both sides of the conversation. Like we don't know how it'll be received. And then we're worried what that person will think about us if we say something. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just always kind of struggled with, like, I want people to be honest with me and I get bummed out when I find out that people aren't honest with me. Like I actually don't get bothered when people are straight up honest with me. Like, I don't want you to be a dick, you know, like you don't have to be mean and you don't have to be hurtful. But even if it's something I don't want to hear, I would much rather hear it from the person who's thinking it than a third party or not at all. Right. Because I feel that we grow when we can have those real conversations. And, you know, you know, I own a yoga studio in Detroit and there's a lot of stuff going on in the city 
that is kind of changing the dynamic there. And I think just in the world in general, the vibe that I get from a lot of people, um, vibe's not my word. I totally borrowed it. (laughs) (laughs) But the feeling that I get from a lot of people is they feel like they have to put on this suit and that they have to do things a certain way and they have to look a certain way and they have to be a certain person. And if they don't follow all of these standards that all of a sudden the world's going to hate them and their life's going to fall apart, but really they're not even comfortable with how their life is living that way. You know, so everybody's just so busy all the time. Their life is so full and of things that they don't want to do, but they're scared to do what they honestly want to do. Well, because that's hard. I mean, that's super hard. Yeah. You know, you're conditioned, I feel like sometimes in, in so many ways through family and society and friends and whatnot that you have to like fit and do this other boxing. So you're not being completely honest with yourself or you just don't believe in yourself or you're not at the point where you believe in yourself. So you do everything else to make up for it. Yeah. But I seems pretty hard to me to live in a life that doesn't feel like you have a say in it. Like that's hard. For sure. I mean, like, yeah, it, it's it's hard. But what's harder is believing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so much. It's it's comfortable. So it's easy. Right. I don't think it is comfortable, though. Well, I mean, but if you don't know any better, it is. You know, it's not until, you know, you can only keep your head down so long before finally you like realize, okay, you're living a lie, right? Or you end up, you know, miserable in your 50s and 60s or whatever it is and you you look back and you regret a bunch of stuff, right? But yeah. it's, it's almost easier because you're trying to pull the wool over your own eyes rather than just stepping outside of it, you know? Yeah. I, speaking from my experience, I can, I can say, you know, like I'll give you an example just because it kind of makes sense. When I decided to quit being a bartender and to do yoga full time, that was honest, but that was scary as shit. I mean, I can't even tell you. There are some days <laughs> I just finished telling you, I'm like, I'm ready to throw all of it away tomorrow or today. <laughs> you know, like there are some yeah. days though where I'm like, shit, that was so much easier. And I say this with a grain of salt. It was so much easier to just be a bartender and not have to do all this internal work. No, it wasn't that much easier because, you know, I had to do a bunch more to hide all the external work like drinking and so on and so forth, you know, but right. It's tough, dude. It's really hard. It's tough. I think both sides of the story, you know what I mean? And like, I remember when, so during our teacher training, right, there was like the first two week session and then it was the next two week session. Mm -hmm. And I, you were like, all right, this girl's going to tell me how it is. And I remember like a very direct conversation with you when you were telling me like, I'm going to quit my job, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bullshit. No, you're not. And <laughs> you're like, no, but I really want to. And I was like, and then the next round we came back and you hadn't quit your job. And I was like, Danny, what's going on? Like, I thought you were going to, and you actually, you know, you did do it. Like, and you had to do it in your time and you had to like make everything work and, Um, it was scary as hell for you, but I think that we just all need more people in our lives that help hold one another accountable to being and doing the things that make us better people. Not that just make us happier, right? It's not about being joyful and happy all the time. To me, it's like, yeah, we want more of that stuff in our lives. I want it in my life, but I also kind of at this point have realized that nothing that I do is going to bring me happiness. It's who I am. 100%. You can't find that in anybody else or any of the other activities that you do. You have to find that in yourself first. 
right common mistake for people like you know and i'm guilty of it right here you know trying to find validity in other things except myself oh me too and we all are you know that's human nature what do you um all right so let's say you know you've got people that are out there that are like now questioning like am i living an honest life what's your checklist what's your like is this an integrity is this right is this what is this what's really you know is this the jam um does man i don't really have a checklist it's like i think we all know i think if you like step back and feel what's going on in your body like on a very like human level so many of us are disconnected even with our own bodies and we know when i feel best and what i'm doing and what i'm saying are in line i can feel it in my own body mm -hmm. if you've got like this low hum in your gut if you've got this tension in your throat in your shoulders like if you've got you know a lot of discomfort just being in your own skin to me that's an indication that what you're doing is probably not in line with your honest self. And there's indicators, you know, like, you know, when people are fibbing, like all the same things that come up and the same things come up when like we're fibbing to ourselves. And I, you know, I think that I see this across the board and like a lot of the teachers that I work with and um, a lot of the students that I work with, that like people, when they get comfortable with one another, then they can start sharing like the real themselves, you know? And I think, I don't know who th this woman actually said this in a business course that I took and she, it was a course in small business and she taught the part on negotiation and she's an NFL negotiator and she works at like high corporate level negotiating. And her tactic was always like honesty above all. And you have to be your true self because at the end of the day, under pressure, that's who you will be. You will crack and it will show. And so if you can figure out, you know, to me, how I translate that is it's true. I know for myself anyways, like I'm a all the stuff that I work in and all the stuff that I have to do in my life. Like when I get super stressed out, like shit comes up that has always been there and I've been dealing with, you know, and if we can be a little bit more honest about stuff that's coming up and how we feel in situations, we're way more likely to respond in a way that is honest, but not hurtful. Do you think yoga helps to be more honest? Helps people to be more honest. Yeah, I do. I, I think that by helping them feel more comfortable in their own skin, I'm not saying this is yoga everywhere, but a lot of the teachers that I learn from the teachers that I teach to and the population that I work with, I see over and over and over again, people feeling like they're more connected to less surface level things and more creating a quality of life and sustaining things that have higher meaning as opposed to like achieving things, you know, and you always, I always use like the poses as rhetoric, right? Like, good, you can perfect this pose. Then what's next? Like, it's just a bag of tricks. Right. It's awesome if you can be able to use your body and like move like that. But at the end of the what day, is the conversation underneath it, pulling your leg over your head, isn't going to make your life that much better. Yeah. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that when people practice yoga, like part of the discipline on it, 
uh, of it is coming together with a group of people. You know, we all practice together and sometimes just being around people helps you get more comfortable with yourself. Yeah. All right. So you know, like you can't hide anything and people's frustrations come up in class all the time. You know, you can see it, you can hear it in their breath. Like you got grunters, you got groaners. We got one, like, you know, people who do all sorts of things yeah. when shit happens in class. I, um, I, 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 I'm going to try to get to a question on this, but here's an observation that I have with this that I didn't realize until I actually went through it, but there's a few caveats to it. Okay. I went to Burning Man for the first time three years ago and I fucking hated it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was dumb. I thought that the people were trying to have spiritual experiences and they wanted to practice full authenticity were just on a bunch of drugs and you know, it just wasn't my thing. I wanted to leave early. I stayed, I trucked through it. I went again. The Did you see time. Simeon in his gold shorts? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thankful for that one. <laughs> okay. Um, and the year afterwards, I went again. And same thing. I had an okay time. And it wasn't until this last year where I got it, where at one point I felt myself being reactive to people that I didn't even know that I just wanted to push against. And the reason why is because they were doing the things that I wanted to do inside. And it kind of dawned on me. I was like, if I can just let go here, right? Because everyone else is letting go here. Maybe I can get there too. And I yeah. did. And, you know, and then I left the experience with, I mean, I, I, I have nothing else to do that week, but, but going back to Burning Man, it's like home for me now. I love it. I absolutely am obsessed with it. It's, it's, it's very nurturing. It's very good for my soul. But what I realized is, being around all of those people, right? And 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 you get you listen, you get you get a mixed bag of nuts no matter where you go, right? No matter what you do. But there was so right. there was so many good seeds in there that it really gave me permission to not care, to not you know, again, it's that honesty, right? Is that bringing down my shields to yeah. go and dance like a crazy person, to go and walk up to a random stranger and just have a conversation, not about the weather, but like, you know, talking about when the last time we cried was, and, or we, you know, did. And my, my point was, I, although it was a great place for me to feel really honest, like I got to do and act all the ways I've wanted to in a really long time that I didn't really know I wanted to until I had the, until I had the platform to actually do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But what I also realized was while I was out there, there was a lot of distractions that were gone. I wasn't worried about paying my bills while I was out there. I wasn't worried about going to teach my classes. I wasn't worried about calling you for my podcast. I wasn't worried about my emails. I was so far removed from everything that it actually gave me the space to be honest because I wasn't distracted by the everyday you know, uh, hustle and bustle of, of the world, of our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. What do you say to someone that wants to practice that type of rigorous, like just hardcore down to earth being who they are, but we live in the society that we live? So I just had a conversation after classes that I taught today. A guy was, he's been around, he's in town for like six weeks and he'd been coming like five days a week. And we had a conversation after class and he gave me a big hug and he's like, these past six weeks have been really transformative for me. I've never prioritized doing something like this in any of my days. And he's like, I'd hit a point in my life where I couldn't avoid it any longer. And so we got into a conversation about how backwards it is that we fill our whole days with all of this shit that we need to do 
and really no time for taking care of ourselves, no time for truly connecting with other people, Mm -hmm. no time for like self-reflection, no time for self-improvement. And kind of the conversation led to, I remember the first time, like when I did my first yoga teacher training, I was working for a nonprofit, which you know, it was a great nonprofit. It was a great place to work. But even there in, you know, kind of a realm of work that's supposed to be nurturing is supposed to be for the people. I got a really hard time about leaving for yoga. And I was working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week for like nothing. You know what I mean? Right. And I finally, like I decided to do a yoga teacher training and I was just like, look, I need to do this training. If you're not going to let me do it, I'm going to have to leave. And I wasn't threatening them, but I just had hit a point where like, I was like, I can't live like this. I can't continue to try to nurture conversations and bring people together and be a staple of that. If I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not in a right place, if I don't do the things that I need to do. And I feel that this society has gone in such a way that we're scared of telling people in our family, scared of telling people that we work for, scared of telling whoever that we need to do things to take care of ourselves, And we have this perception that we don't have time. And to me, like that's BS. We do have time. And I, all of the time, I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. Like we're not efficient with our time and our priorities are backwards. And that's what happens. Because I think at the end of the day, if self-care and being in places and doing things that make you feel more comfortable in your own skin, make you be a better contributor to society, that should be a priority. And there's no reason it can't happen, you know? And I think of, you know, I, I own a yoga studio. I'm not, I can't offer free yoga all of the time. I don't have the financial means to do that. But I do say to people all of the time, like, if you need my help, I'm here, but you have to ask. Right. Because I will help anybody. I will make a package available to anybody. And I put it on people to ask me. And some people do, you know, Mm -hmm. and some people don't. And I'm like, I get that that's a hard thing to do. But man, like, if you need something, you have to ask for it. Right. Right. If you have something to give, you have to find it and find a way to give it, you know? I think, like, I'm just, now I'm sitting here reflecting while you're saying this because now my wheels are turning. But, like, the big part that I'm really taking away from this is, like, you have to prioritize it. You almost have to prioritize being honest. Like, it it has to be important to you or it's not going to be important, period. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) And it's hard, you know? And it's, it's, like... Sometimes I go back and forth myself at like trying to find the boundary of like, you don't always have to tell people everything, especially when they don't ask, you know, or whatever, but like being able to, there's nothing better than like sitting down and having a conversation that is full of true emotion. I don't mean emotional, right? I don't mean like screaming and yelling and flying off the handle, but like where people can share what's going on in their heart, what's going on in their heads, like what's going on in their life instead of just kind of skirting around topics. And then the moment that conversation's over going to tell somebody else how you really feel. And you know what? So, so many people shy away from that too. Like some people actually put people down for doing that. Like, Oh, you're just airing out your dirty laundry. No, I'm actually just being fucking honest. I'm actually just telling you exactly where I'm at and how I'm feeling. And if that's too much for you, 
you may not be someone that I should hang out with. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's also, it's, I'm not suggesting that we have a bunch of bitch and moan circles, right? Like you've got that person that comes in the studio or door every time. And the first thing they do is like, it's the parking, it's the weather. It's like, you know, and you're like, all right, man, like, I'm not talking small talk here. Like you don't have to like vent everything, but on the real, on the real level, you know what I mean? Like things that really matter. Let's have honest conversations about those. Like, you know, how's your heart? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, could you imagine if like every person that you asked, Hey, how are you? If you really told them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or like, if you don't really care, don't ask the question. But you're so used to doing it. (laughs) I know we just live like it sometimes in a way that like, this is what we think we're supposed to do. And this is how you do it without really thinking why or for what purpose or to what degree, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I mean, everyone's guilty of it, but you're absolutely right. Like get rid of the small talk and actually just put it out there. And again, not don't be a dick, but you know, be real. Yeah. Be real and be raw. Like be real people. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. Like it's hard and it's like not comfortable, but it's so rewarding. And also it's so rewarding. And I think it's like, you know, it takes longer to build a relationship that way. Cause you think about like any relationship, whether it's like a love relationship or a friendship, shit gets boring after a while. You know, you've got like a yeah. year or two where it's like exciting. You get to know one another and then you kind of get into the humdrum. You talk about like your day, you talk about whatever's going on. Like if you gossip, you gossip, like all of that stuff. But like how often do we sit back and actually talk about like the meaning of things and like what's going on with us on like a heart level in in having conversations that we actually care about one another and we hear one another and we grow from that. I don't think that we grow from this surface level stuff. You know, I think it's really kind of draining. And it's, it's a little bit wasteful as well. Like time wise, we have so many other things that we can and could be doing and we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's hard to, you know, it can be hard to be honest with people. Like, you know, I mentor teachers and I teach teachers and I own a business and like managing people. And it's hard as fuck to be like, you know, this, this, and this, you really got to work on, but those people aren't going to grow unless you help them, you know? And I think it's our responsibility to one another when we have something that we can give to people in terms of honesty that we actually owe that to them. We owe it to our friends. We owe it to our neighbors. We owe it to the people we work with. We owe it to our love people, to act, like people that we love, to actually give them the truth. And we also owe it to ourselves. And big time, we owe it to ourselves. We, like, yeah, if first and foremost, I would say before all those other people, like we have to be honest with ourselves in order to be honest with anybody else. Yeah. Otherwise, what the F are you doing? <laughs> Right. And like, sometimes it just takes a fucking minute to figure out. And I think people get a little bit scared of like, if I say this and I don't do it, like then, oh my God, everybody's going to think I'm a phony. Like you can change your mind. Honesty doesn't mean that like you say this one thing and you have to do that forever. Like yeah. it's not, <laughs> you know, like you just it signed, your, you signed your soul away. <laughs> right. Like it's living, breathing. It's not like a contract. It's not a, 
the declaration of independence from everything. <laughs> it's just like, here's where I am now, you know? And yeah. I hope in five years you fucking change. Like, yeah. I hope things don't stay stagnant, you know? But sometimes I think we fear when we put it out there, what's going to happen. I love it. I love it. Naomi, I really can't thank you enough for, for coming on today's show and just and being, <laughs> and being brutally honest. <laughs> well who do you call when you want to know what's going on like you i know and like i get that a lot people are like i really need someone to tell me and i'm like okay <laughs> you're, like, you're like sit down you're gonna you're gonna need a seat do you have a glass do you of water? really want to know what i have to say <laughs> oh. oh man naomi i'm gonna make sure that i uh i connect all your links to um to the uh the show notes and uh where people can find you if people are out in detroit uh, they can come track you down. I'll actually be teaching out at your studio at the uh, at the middle of uh, February. So, oh my people... god, I can't wait! I can't wait. I'm a, yeah, I'm a little nervous because you're gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not in front of people. Don't worry. <laughs> I have man. I have manners. <laughs> I wait till people walk away. <laughs> I wait until it's just you and me. I would never throw you to the wolves. It, well, the first time anyway. <laughs> Come on, Ziani. I would not have invited you here if I didn't think it was going to be amazing. I know. And I really can't. You know, I'm excited to teach. Don't get me wrong. But I'm more excited to just hang out and shoot the shit with you. That's like, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, my God. We've all of a sudden. We can get into one Snuggie together because it's going to be freezing freaking cold here. It's going to be that cold, huh? Yeah, it's February, Danny. Yeah. Well, and on that note, this is Naomi and Danny saying peace out. Peace out.